0: fifth line, Mike Todd here, in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Subjectively Speaking Podcast. And now,
1: here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman.
0: What's going on, everyone? And welcome to the Elvis Merzlikens episode of Subjectively Speaking, number 90. My name is Jeremy.
1: And I'm Laura.
0: And... Have you done your Wordle puzzle of the day yet, or are you still, like, being lame and not doing it?
1: I am still not doing Wordle puzzles.
0: Can I ask why?
1: I I don't know that I know how it works, so I just let it go.
0: May I teach you <laughs> off air?
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Perfect. But the thing is, is this,
1: this is what happens, is you're going to teach me, though, and then You're going to lose interest, and then I will just be by myself playing.
0: No, I simply won't. And you're also not going to be by yourself because it is the fad that has taken over the internet. But to me, I grew up on the Game Show Network. I was obsessed with it, would watch it any chance I got obviously had my favorite game shows, but, like, when I tell you that this was, like, the white noise machine going on behind me, like, this was literally all I watched as a child. Forget Cartoon Network, forget Nickelodeon. It was Game Show Network. You know, I was raised by Hollywood Squares. Hello. But one of my favorite games was called Lingo, and Lingo is literally Wordle. And so I don't know why people are acting like this is, like, a brand-new concept, but I'm just, like, feeling like I've been transformed into my, like, into my GSN um, realness, and so I'm personally living for it. Uh, and uh, subjectively speaking, listeners, we're gonna have to get Laura on board.
1: I, I will. I will try.
0: Thank you. Stinger's even started doing it. Did you see? Wow. No, he won't, he won't. He won't start doing it. I think is what he said. He was like, I'm, "I have no interest in learning." Maybe even Stinger can butt up because.
1: Maybe we can we'll join together on the same day.
0: Maybe. My first word is always sting in honor of him. So Oh. It's not. It's not actually. (laughs) It's actually it's actually notes, I think. So (laughs) you gotta do like like, you gotta be like Van and White. You gotta get the R S T L and E out of the way fast.
1: That's true. You do, yes.
0: Well, we promise this isn't going to be another two-hour episode, so we'll stop talking about Wordle. And we'll start talking about the Columbus Blue Jackets. But <laughs> if you were manic enough to sit with us through that two-and-a-half-hour episode to celebrate our one-year birthday, we are one year old, we can now say that we're on to year two of, of this project, of this journey. And we appreciate you sitting through it because, wow, that was a lot. It was the a host, lot.
1: It was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it was a great time. I finally got rid of my um of my one year wine bottle that was sitting here on the table, so of your Famous what bus. I had my one year wine bottle that I like finished while we were recording. Oh. It was just sitting on my desk still. And I finally threw it away today. I was like, this is probably and this is probably bad for him,
1: yeah, and then there's me on like first official day of year two because we were recording today. I was like, let's make a goal list so that we can stay motivated.
0: And listen, we, we came up with some fun goals. We did. We did, we did. And um listen, we've we've been greedy in the past. One of the goals is to get the 50 rates. Um over the course of the next year so we just really only need 12 so if you want to hear us stop talking about it at any point in time just get you and 11 of your friends and and just handle it because we will be rap like we will be annoying
1: yes uh, I have I have I started making um some graphics for some different things that we have coming up and I was like I'm gonna make a please rate us on apple podcasts a uh, little graphic so that Correct. we can pester people with it.
0: Because look, it's easy to ignore our voices, but it's even harder to ignore some really cute imagery. So take with that what you will.
1: All right. Um but you know it's been a big week and today was very um the 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 goal list was very helpful because as all as all listeners are aware, I was very anxious about this evening's game. As, you were. As the Columbus Blue Jackets faced off against the Philadelphia Flyers. And for the first time this season, against former Blue Jacket and hockey love of my life, Cam Atkinson.
0: I don't know how true that last I don't know how true that last part is.
1: He will always be my first hockey love.
0: Yeah, but you usually don't end up marrying your first love.
1: He will still always be my first love, though.
0: Yeah, they usually hurt you in a really sick and twisted way.
1: They and he did and continues to do so.
0: Yeah. So I think really we need to start seeing some therapists and trying to get over. The traumatic past and the traumatic experiences <laughs> that a, that an ex first love have given us
1: that is true probably
0: probably but um, i only say that we sat on the phone for three and a half hours during the game and just talked during it and um you said some things that um were sh- shocking to me <laughs>
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. I never once said that Elvis should hit Cam with his stick. Or,
0: Cam, knock it off, asshole. <laughs> Anytime Cam Atkinson did literally anything. Like, Cam Atkinson took a breath on the ice, and Laura was like, Can you think <laughs> twice about it at least? Can you at least think about what
1: you're doing right now? I just recall saying a lot of, Not today, Cameron, not today. <laughs> and i was right not today cameron not today
0: yeah really it wasn't the day for many flyers so thankfully the blue jackets were able to pull off a two to one victory um courtesy of goals by oliver bjorkstrand and patrick Line. so we love the finish
1: the finish finisher himself
0: and listen i don't have a denmark pun but Something about we love Danish. I I mean, like the bake's good. Is that what you're?
1: (laughs) Yes.
0: Is that what you mean? Just like, just period. Like we love Danish.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: like I love lamp, but like (laughs) I love Danish.
1: I do. I love Danish. Cherry Danish in particular.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I'm gonna steer us clear of that conversation, but. (laughs) <laughs> running away from it as, as quickly as humanly possible. But yeah, the Blue Jackets, I mean, especially after coming off of the 9-2 loss that we kind of refused to talk about on our birthday because who who would ever do that to themselves? Um, they they make up for it. And Elvis, Elvis makes up for it, plays really well. He would not let you know that he played well, though, because that post-game interview was woof. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, the Jackets... You know they find a way. They were really productive in terms of blocking shots. They really did not let a ton of great opportunities through on Elvis because uh, they were they were absolutely taking the body. I mean Andrew Andrew Peak had six block shots tonight, as you mentioned. We were on the phone. Igor Tinikov, four block shots tonight. I mean a lot of shots flew off of Flyers' sticks that did not make it into the net.
1: Yeah, so I the reason why I wanted you to know that stat about Chinny is because you know the poor kid, he, like you said when I told you about it, you were like, he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time four times and (laughs) happened to (laughs) block shots and get
0: pelted with the puck,
1: (laughs) yes. And, you know, the poor kid already doesn't know a lot of English. And so to then just be getting hit with pucks over and over again, uh, I'm sure he's adding some very interesting vocabulary to his English dictionary um, or he's teaching the other guys a lot of interesting Russian curse words. Yeah. So, a lot of colorful
0: language to, to match a lot of colorful bruises, I assume.
1: <laughs> yes, He's just, you know, adding them up and, But no, yeah, it was, um, this was a really important, it's not like it was important because the Flyers are like significantly good. They're not, they're
0: they're bad.
1: They're big, bad. bad. Um, I actually told you as we were getting ready to record that the Flyers are now the first team ever in NHL history to have two 10 game losing streaks within their first 40 games. Of a season. So, congratulations, I guess? Yeah, it's
0: not great. Um, you, know what's I think craziest, it was- you know what's craziest about that is that they are not even, like, when you look at points percentage, there are still three teams in the East that have a worse points percentage than they do. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute.
1: Well, that's because New Jersey is – terrible
0: new jersey has a higher points percentage than they do
1: really they're yeah, lower they, in the metro than they are yeah but they
0: have 38 games played and philadelphia has 40 and they're only one point apart so oh gotcha i can't get this season is gonna be so weird because like we've talked about before right and i guess that's the other part of the podcast that we can talk about right is like february schedule is a thing and so the jackets release their schedule every other team releases their schedule. But if teams don't get 82 games in, like, I think that you're going to have to pay attention to points percentage because, like, if a team plays 79-point games, chances are they'll have less points than somebody who's played 82, but they might have a higher points percentage. And so that's, like, the other part of that is, like, the AHL literally only uses point percentage, which is strange. And so I've just been following that, and I'm just like, it's just strange for my brain to, like, get back into points mode. (laughs) Because I just like cannot wrap my wrap my brain around it. Because they intentionally play a different amount of games than each other, like which is weird. Like every like not every team, but a lot of teams play different numbers of games, and it's just strange. Yeah. So anyways, the Flyers suck. <laughs>
1: um. So yeah. So this this was a, an important game for us again, not because it was like a big matchup, but because we had such a terrible game over the weekend, you know, with Florida. And, you know, we had these these four days off because we were supposed to play the Islanders on Tuesday, but that got postponed due to the Islanders travel schedule. Um, you know, and we just... That type of loss, we did not talk about it. We're still not going to talk about it. I'm just going to point it out. The number of players, the number of staff members, the number of coaches, the number of fans who have used the singular term embarrassing to describe that game is why tonight was so important. It wasn't the prettiest game. It wasn't like the most outstanding game ever played. But the effort was there. The... Tenacity to keep trying and the support of each other in the various positions was there, and that's all that matters because they played a relatively cohesive 60 minutes of hockey, had a few rough moments, but yet Elvis stood strong in those rough moments to keep us in the game, killed off four penalties, which was huge. Um, and like Elvis said, they played like a family and that's the most important part because we're coming into, you know, I think we're playing four games in six days over the next week.
0: Yes. A lot.
1: It's a lot of games all at home. Um, and you know, we're playing Pittsburgh tomorrow Friday when this comes out. Um and we haven't played Pittsburgh in a real capacity. We played preseason games with Pittsburgh, but we haven't played Pittsburgh in a real capacity since before COVID. Um so Yeah, I'm know. actually fairly
0: certain that the Penguins were the game that got canceled. It was the first Blue Jackets game to get postponed. It was. We were supposed COVID. to play.
1: Mhm. That was the the first game that got canceled. Um so you know, this was just—it was a big, it was a big thing, and a lot of a lot of different players, whether they got on the score sheet or not, a lot of different players showed some really good things tonight, and that that's a big thing for the Blue Jackets.
0: Yeah, undoubtedly, and I think to your point, what was most fascinating about, you know, like I mentioned Elvis's post-game, you know, interview with Dave Meddled, it was like, man, he's still pissed about that Saturday game, and I think he's he's taking it really hard on himself too right and it makes you wonder after a game like tonight you you talk about the Pittsburgh game and you know as as folks are listening to this on Friday tonight's matchup against the Penguins it's like do you do you throw Elvis back in net right like do you put him back out there to be at home against the team that disheveled him <laughs> in his first ever game um, to try to give him the opportunity to like keep rolling on this confidence. Right. Cause at some point he's got to build it back up again. Um, while also at the same time, recognizing that <laughs> uh, you know, Scorpio Solo probably needs to play games too uh, if nothing else, but to up his trade value. And it's, and it's just like, man, what a predicament of a situation that Brad Larson and Manny legacy are in to try to decide who's going to play that game. Uh, I probably lean Elvis personally. I mean, you're coming off of four days of rest. You mentioned having some games here in this next stretch, you know, before we, you know, record again, the jackets are going to play Ottawa at home too on Sunday. And so it's like, you should, you should be Ottawa (laughs) most nights. And so it's like, do you put, do you put Corpy out there for that? Also keeping in mind that later next week two back to, or you got a back to back. Actually we've got two back to backs. We've got, Calgary, New York, and then you got Montreal and Florida. Like So the schedule ahead is weird for the Jackets, and so it's just like the goaltending situation is going to get interesting.
1: Yeah, what's really going to – I mean, we'll talk – we don't need to dwell on it, but what's really going to suck is that back-to-back with Montreal and Florida, because it's we're in Montreal, and then we immediately fly home to play Florida, and it was just – it was not nice – what Florida did to us?
0: <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get shut out by the Canadians and win that game against Florida. Like I can feel it in my bones. The Canadians, the worst team in the East, and then you go play the best uh, team in the East.
1: And it's but yeah, like- tonight. I mean, like I said, there was a lot of good. What? Oh, there was a lot of <laughs> there was a lot of good tonight. Um, and you know things got started off with. Um, we had a goal waved off, Zach Ravinsky had um it was a very messy, complicated goal. I may have actually even said to Jeremy, whose goal even was that? Answer um, nobody's. <laughs> answer nobody's because it did get um the Flyers did challenge it for goalie interference. It was very much so goalie interference. Um Alexander Texier ran straight into <laughs> Carter Hart. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> and knocked him on his butt. And so he was unable to really do what goalers are supposed to do. So um, but so we had, you know, so technically Zach had a goal waved off. Um, but you know, then thankfully, you know, the maestro himself gets us on the board um with a really, really sort of beautiful Oliver type goal. Um a lot of forehand, backhand you know, up into it, nitty gritty, beautiful way to go about it. Um, nitty gritty.
0: You just had to fit in the gritty pun.
1: I did. I did have to fit in a gritty pun with the flyers. Cause I see gritty in my nightmares sometimes and it's unfortunate. He's um, in my day, <laughs> the opposite way we live our lives. Um right. although I did you told me about a sign that Gritty held up at the end of Jake <laughs> yeah. Lorchick's uh, welcome back video that said, yeah. I miss trimming our beards together. It's so good. Um, I only wish like Snuffleupagus would have also been like in the crowd. I'm screaming. Because he has similar hair to the two of them. Um, but yeah. And then the finish finisher himself, Mr. Patrick Liney. Gets us goal number two, ends up being the game-winning goal. Um, Philadelphia does get themselves on the board, but they do not have enough steam to tie up the game, thank God. Even though try as he might, Mr. Cam Atkinson did try to score many a time this evening, but not today, Cameron.
0: How does that Coldplay song go?
1: What?
0: How does that Coldplay song go?
1: (laughs) What Coldplay song?
0: When you try your best, but you don't succeed. (laughs) So yeah, the Jackets win tonight. And uh, we are so glad to be able to bring you, for the first time in a week, um, our three stars. And so Laura's first star is Elvis. But two and three, Laura, you do start. And so I'm gonna throw it to you to let us know who your three and two are.
1: Um, Actually, Elvis was not my first star. Thank you very much. He's my third star. <laughs> sure. He is. Elvis had a no, really- No, sincerely, sincerely, sure. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it off air. Thank you very much.
0: Uh- <laughs> I said what I need to say.
1: No, Elisabeth Lincolns is my third star. Um, and, you know, he had a great game. But one of the things I love most about Elvis is that he is incredibly humble in the way of understanding that everything is a team effort. And that, yes, he had a really good game this evening. But everything that happened from the other day... While you very much should live in the reality of, like, put that game behind you. Let's move forward. He understands that there's still a lot of building back up that needs to happen on his end and from the team. Like, you don't just forget about a 9-2 loss. You don't just forget about playing in an arena where they're yelling, we want 10. And that likelihood is very high. Like you don't just get over that. Um, you also don't get over it when two days before you were whooping butt on one of the best teams in the NHL and shutting them out six, nothing like that is a huge, it was a huge hit for the fans, but I can only imagine what it felt like for those players to have that just extreme, extreme difference between games in an already, Rocky season with a lot of unknowns and a lot of trial and error, um, and you know, just everything else going on. But you know, Elvis, while he can't officially hold a leadership title on the team because goalies don't um, hold C's or A's, I know that he's in that room in his own way, helping to build this team back up and helping to make them all realize that they have to do this together. Um, And like I mentioned before, he said tonight that, you know, they played like a family and that's what they need to continue to do. So, so Elvis is my third star. Um, Second star, I'm going to go with Zach Rurinsky again. Um, Zach played 29 minutes and 37 seconds this evening. Um, While his goal was waved off, um, you know, Zach, Zach very much so deserves his all-star status. I think while it is pretty widely known that he is one of the best defensemen in the league, I do think that he still gets dramatically overshadowed by other defensemen in the league, some of which are his former D-pairing partners. Um, you know, and I think that that's unfortunate, and I think much like how we talk about Oliver being, like, you know, the most under, like, underappreciated, like, forward um in the league. Like, I kind of feel like that way about Zach, too. Like, not as many people around the league recognize, like, his stamina and his endurance and his drive to continue and to keep this, this team in the game. And, you know, these... 29 30 minute nights like that's so much for a defensive player it's so much for any player um so sucks that his goal got waved off but you know zach is continuing to prove why he was given the a why he wanted to sign for five more years with columbus and why we should be super proud that he's going to represent you know the blue jackets in las vegas so my number two is zach And, hmm. I think.
0: Is this you on the fly trying to decide who your one is because you had to change it from Elvis?
1: No. I was going to do a tie, but I think I'm just going to give it to one. And I think that I'm going to give it to Oliver. Because much like I just said, you know, Oliver does everything quietly. You know, and Oliver in his last, I want to say the stat is like, he's had four or five points in his last three games. Like, even when we're terrible, Oliver is generating points. And I just think it's underappreciated his quiet ability to um, contribute to this team. And, you know, tonight, definitely. um, It was, it was a lot of minutes before we got a goal that stuck. Um, And it's that kind of motivation and that quiet determination that keeps us in these games. And he said at the beginning of this year, when he, took on wearing an A that he was going to lead by example. And I think that he is doing that tenfold. Um, and in his own quiet way, you know, leading, leading this group and leading the the young players on this team um, in his own special way. So my number one is Oliver. And no, I didn't have to change it because my number one was Elvis. And you made fun of me. That was not the case. So here we are. But I
0: but I do have to ask. Uh-huh. Was the player that was tied Patrick Line?
1: No. It is Jake forachek Okay. I contemplated giving my number one to Jake because he literally got off COVID protocol last night, flew to Philadelphia, played his butt off. Pretty sure skipped the showers or just did like a quick rinse off, threw his suit back on, and was like, Let's fucking go home.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, I will say that I don't know if you've ever done a tie for first before, so I was like excited by that because I was like, Girl, couldn't why didn't that person just second then? <laughs> it's like, they're just not even in the top I'm, three.
1: Sometimes I have four. And tonight I felt like there was two that were really, really good, but then I still wanted Zach. And I feel like I talk about Jake a lot.
0: That's fair. That's fair.
1: And I'm tired of you making fun of me for being a homer about certain players. I mean listen. And I'm trying to diversify my credit giving.
0: I think it could be fun at the end of the year to go through and listen to these segments and see what the distribution of stars are.
1: And you're going to be like,
0: see, you're Elvis of death. <laughs> it would be funny. But um, for me, I think my my three is going to go to Zach, I think, for a lot of the reasons that you said. Like, he just plays so much, right? And and he always – there are moments where I wish I, he would get into the play a little bit more doing things that, like, we've come to know and love about Zach Wierenski. I mean, the guy had the most goals by a defenseman in the – uh you know, in the 1920 campaign. And it's like, you wish that you could see a little bit more of that out of him right now, but ultimately, right. Like when you consider the way that this team is down in defenseman, he's stepping up in a way that this team desperately needs and he's playing well, right? Like he's, he's not a liability. I think a big criticism of Zach when he first came into the league was, yeah, like the kid can score, and, and he's got a great offensive mind to him, but he really struggles <laughs> defensively, which is like as a defenseman, probably not what you want to do. But I mean, he had the most expected goals for the Jackets tonight. He was everywhere, mostly because he never left the ice and played a really solid game. So so he's going to be my three. I think Elvis is going to be my two. Um, Elvis, uh, he, 971 save percentage, stopped 31 of 32 shots. Um, and he's 33 of 34. Math is hard. 33 of 34 shots. Um, and, I mean, Philadelphia, like, had an expected goal total of 3.89 tonight, right? So, like, a lot of really, really quality chances. Um, you know, again, like I said, the Jackets did a really good job of stopping a lot of those quality chances from coming through, but they didn't stop them all. And when they didn't, Elvis did and to again a lot of what you said right like the humility the the humble nature of elvis mrs but to sometimes i think that like might be partially to his detriment too like sometimes i wonder if that's like not always a great thing <laughs> he's like so like hard on himself but it is what it is um and finally um my number one star is gonna be patrick line i I think for him, he was noticeable in a lot of ways away from the puck, and it almost feels like whenever that's the situation for Patty, it's when I notice him the most. Because I think again, like speaking of criticisms of players, it might be fair. It's like people have been harsh on on Line A for, you know, his play away from the puck, him being a liability, all of that kind of stuff. The liability line tonight. If you're looking at if you're looking at um, the analytics uh on in terms of you know five on five play um it was not the the line a texier voracek line it was um (laughs) it was either the robinson Crowley chinikov line or the nyquist jenner bjorkstrand line both of them um almost giving up a whole expected goals against um on the night and so nice to see the game the parts of patty's game that are sometimes criticized uh coming through a bit. And uh, hey, like you said, top cheese. Game winning top cheese. Uh, And you know what else is top cheese? DraftKings. Yeah, winning money on DraftKings and uh, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs uh, coming up this weekend. And if you're anything like me, you can't not stop thinking about the Cincinnati Bengals and their game against the Tennessee Titans. But uh, if you're not really into it for the Bengals, your, your team's eliminated. You're not feeling it anymore. And shout out to my Browns fans out there. Um You could still make some money. This could still be a good weekend for you, and you can do so by heading over to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, You know what? They're celebrating with huge odds, and new customers are going to be able to get 56 to 1 odds on any team. And you can bet just $5, and you're going to get 280 in free bets if your team wins. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest this divisional round weekend. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and get 56-to-1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN for 56-to-1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply to DraftKings.com Sportsbook. For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And if you're going to take a bet on anything this weekend, it might be That Nationwide Arena is going to be bumping tomorrow night, or tonight, I should say, as folks are listening. The Jackets taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins, the first matchup, like you said, Laura, in almost two years. I think it was March 12th was the the game that was canceled in 2020, and so it's been almost two years since the Jackets have played the Pittsburgh Penguins in a game that meant something, and this one is going to get wild. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch
1: yeah it'll be interesting I will be at the game with um our mutual friend Trevor um so hoping for some lot a lot of fun and hopefully not a lot of pens fans around us hopefully just not a lot of pens fans in general because I just want to focus on hearing my fellow fifth liners um you know hopefully helping to keep this momentum going. I know it's a it's an up and down momentum because it's a lot of win-lose, win-lose, win-lose situations for us right now, but especially at home, especially against Pittsburgh, um, you know, fucking Sidney Crosby. Um, And, you know, on a Friday night, like, I'm really hoping that there's a lot of good positive energy at nationwide um, tonight at the game. And it would just be nice. It would be nice um, to just, you know, win win two games back to back. That would be that would be lovely. But, um, you know, hopeful maybe, you know, hoping that Cole Cylinder um, can get off of COVID protocol soon. Um, I think it's this happened after we released our last episode, but. Um, Gavrikov and um, Adam Boquist are both on COVID protocol. Um, So that is why you saw some defensive pairing changes this evening against the Flyers. um, Because we were without two of our top defensemen. Um, So again, which just makes the way that they played tonight even better. Because I was very concerned that things were just going to be a huge old defensive mess without the two of them um, on the ice tonight. But hopefully they will um, be returning to the ice soon. The NHL did announce um, that I think starting in February, they are no longer going to be testing asymptomatic players, um, which will hopefully mean... um, less players going into COVID protocols, but obviously we all know how asymptomatic situations work. You can still give it to other people if they have it, but it is going to limit the testing for any and all players and staff that are not showing symptoms. So, you know, this is just the world that we're living in, but we will hopefully cut down on the number of players league-wide that are ending up on COVID protocol lists.
0: Yeah. And speaking yeah. of speaking of a mess of a defensive situation,
1: mm-hmm.
0: should Gabriel Carlson like give up his NHL dream? <laughs> like sincerely, because if I'm like, because again, like he scratched I mean, tonight because
1: they he's... played Christensen instead of putting Gabriel Carlson in.
0: Well, and it's well, yeah, right. Like I mean, like you get you, you get two lineup regulars that come out, and you know, was it Bayreuther and and Christensen were the Richardson. two that went in? Yeah. So it's like when you look at it, it's just like you know, for the last five years, it feels like this guy has been in this like seven, eight, nine range of defense for the Blue Jackets, and it just every time that you think, okay, yeah, like. I, I mean, like realistically, right? Like Marcus Nudevara gone, Ryan Murray gone, Seth Jones gone. All these are players that like were were ahead of him when he was like seven or eight on the depth chart. Um, and it just like then then things happen when you get Phil, folks come into the into the situation and push you back further. You know, Jake Bean. You know, <laughs> you know uh, Andrew Pete comes into into play and starts playing well. You know, Jake Christensen now. Adam Boquist. Uh, you know, it's just like it just it maybe not his NHL dream, but I think his dream of being a Columbus Blue Jacket. Like, I just don't
1: Yeah, I mean I think he is, he is riding the same wave that Scott Harrington is riding, you know, this very various... Scott Harrington
0: has been so much more successful.
1: He's like seen the ice That's so true. much more. That is true. And just kind of because wasn't it when Carlson was drafted that it was like Supposed to be this big thing for us, and that, or am I thinking of someone else?
0: No, it's not that you're no, you're probably right. Like, the Jackets actually traded up back into the first round to be able to draft him. Uh, folks, his draft year was he was drafted 21 picks. I don't know where exactly he was drafted in the first round, I thought it was 29, but I could be wrong. Um, like same draft as Zach Wierenski, same year. And it's like, here we are seven years later. Like, it's (laughs) like 2015 draft Zach Wierenski's picked and it's, yeah, it's just not happening.
1: Well, and I kind of wonder too, if like our system is just not like, you know, as much as you like players sometimes, like, and I don't have anything against Gabriel Carlson, like, how could he doesn't play?
0: <laughs> like how, how could you develop?
1: But you just kind of wonder sometimes if like our system is just not where they're meant to be, and they could get so many more minutes, they could have so much more of a role like on another team, you know. Cause who were we? I think it was Florida <laughs> when we were getting our butts kicked the other day. They were talking about. This player, on um, it was Florida. They were talking about a player on their team that was, I think, the third or fourth to the very last pick of the draft his year. Like, he was, like, three or four players away from not even being drafted. And he's, like, doing top-line minutes for Florida. Like, you know, like, it's just, it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't matter where you're drafted at. I mean, Cam Atkinson was a six-round draft pick. Like, you know, sometimes that doesn't really matter. But it also, you have to look at, like, the system that they're in. And maybe it's just time for us to say, this isn't, I mean, seven years later, this isn't working out for Gabriel Carlson. No. Like, and he could very well make a good, like, you know, defenseman for someone else probably
0: yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens with him at the deadline i think he's in an rfa year and so it's like do you can you get a, a deal for him either now at the deadline or or in the offseason or is this kind of the end of the road for him and, and is he not really worth all that much on the market um i was also right he was drafted the 29th overall i'm not proud of myself often out loud on the show but this is one of the moments that i am um, another player for Florida who was drafted real low, last overall pick in the NHL draft, Patrick Hornquist. So I mean, it's just like, yeah, you're right. It's just it doesn't it doesn't matter um, at the He's end of the day. You're right. Team. Yeah, I know. At first, I thought that was who you're talking about, but but he was like dead last, at last. And so,
1: no, um, this I don't remember this kid's yeah. name. He's not that old, um, but he was like three or four away from being the last. Um, pick and I think he is on. He's either on their top line or he's on their second line um, for Florida, and he was doing very well. Clearly, because they were murdering us. Yeah, not um, many people who
0: didn't in that game for for Florida. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, and it, and you know, it's it's another one of those things like as our season ebbs and flows, and you know things. Happen the way that they happen. Like, we are coming up in conversation a lot more for what pieces we could offer to other teams that have a higher likelihood of, you know, pursuing a Stanley Cup run, you know, and certain things that people who are much more knowledgeable than I am about the game, you know, feel about our cap space situation, feel about our likelihood to be able to negotiate to keep certain players like so there's just gonna be a lot more of that talk from us and from everyone over the course of the next two months leading up to the trade deadline. So it's it's gonna be interesting. We do have as much as I hate to admit it, we do have some parts and pieces that we could move around that could be very beneficial in our quote unquote rebuild and you know it's gonna make for some like uncomfortable blue jackets land things for like certain fans i've already lived through my like turbulent disaster moment this past summer with losing cam and nick and all these people that were integral to me learning to love this game um, so ho- maybe I'll be better but probably not because Jeremy knows that I'm far too emotionally attached
0: yeah wait until the podcast that we drop after Max Dunley gets traded and you, ho- you all better hold her to her words
1: I just love him so much
0: <laughs> you know
1: I do love I too. love Max
0: I love you too Um we have
1: the same birthday
0: <laughs> I mean best friends right like
1: He's also the month in the Blue Jackets. He's March in the Blue Jackets calendar.
0: <laughs> I mean, that would make sense. That would make some sense. Um, I I wonder if it was Mackenzie Weger, who, for Florida, because he was drafted <laughs> 206th overall. That He's sounds kind of right. Really I was really
1: blocking out a lot of things in the painful moments of that game.
0: Understood. That's fair. That's fair. Well, the one thing you can't block out is us. That is true. You cannot block us out. And I I think this one, I mean, on my end, we're pretty much wrapped up and I, and I just want to make sure that the lovely people know where they can find us and where they can never block us.
1: <laughs> well, yes, you can follow us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at SubjectivelyPod. Um, We absolutely adore interacting with all of you, so please, you know, reach out. We will always chit-chat. You can follow us on Facebook at SubjectivelySpeaking. You can check out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com, if you would like to learn any more about either of the two of us or how we decided to start this, our little backstory. Are written, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, if you want to support your two favorite podcasters um, and help us uh, get closer to reaching some of these goals that we have listed for year number two, you can check out our merch store, Subjectively subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com. Um, we have a lot of really fun stuff. You can get our multiple logos on basically anything that you can think of. Um, we offer in our merch store Um, but especially cold weather gear if you're looking for something warm and cozy to wear to a game or to hide in your blanket fort with um, please feel free to purchase that we're going to be running a special merch thing in February but more details to come on that soon and lastly you can rate review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on Um, We just found out, like we've said in the last couple episodes, you can now um, rate and review on Spotify. So if you're a regular Spotify listener to the show, please give us a rating and a review. And again, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, scroll on down, hit those five stars. Um, We are (laughs) still looking to get to 40 ultimately for year two. We are hoping um, that we will eventually reach the 50. Um, star ratings on apple podcasts um so if you haven't yet or if your friends haven't yet or if someone that you have access to their unlocked phone hasn't yet um going on on there give us a five star we just so greatly appreciate it um and yeah we just love all you guys
0: we do we think you're okay we will put up with you for for another few years Mm-hmm. At least, you know, as long as the Blue Jackets keep playing hockey, we'll keep talking about it. Absolutely. And if they stop playing hockey, we probably also won't stop talking about that. So, like, it's just gonna be yeah, thing. it's gonna be a off.
1: whole a whole like thing. So,
0: correct. Well, you know, it's not a thing. Making them um, sit here for two hours and 20 minutes because we kept y'all under an hour this time. Aren't you so happy?
1: It's a miracle.
0: It really is. It really is. Whenever we could get this done, and I'm impressed with this. But until we get the chance to talk to y'all next time, I'm going to go get on a flight. By the time y'all listen to this, I'm probably already going to be in Charlotte doing a little conference. So get excited for me. Pray that my getting COVID a week and a half ago. Um or recovering from COVID a week and a half ago. um, Keeps me safe on this one because if I get COVID twice in a month, someone's paying for it. Like someone is going to jail. I don't know who it is, but somebody is. And uh, it's not going to be me. So until we get the chance to talk to y'all next time, Jackets again, play today against Pittsburgh, play Sunday against Ottawa. Hopefully we get a chance to talk about a couple of great victories on Monday. And then we'll release them on Tuesday. So we'll talk to y'all then.
1: Ah!